A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. The first six episodes are available now. Stream each new episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like The After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download The Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more. Hey, MEAC fans, it's time to step into a championship. The 2023 MEAC Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament tips off March 8th through the 11th at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Join all the Me action with competitive basketball games, fun theme nights, and fan fests, official after parties, and comedy shows. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and you can log on to MEACHoops.com for more info. The 2023 MEAC Basketball Tournament. Who will be crowned champion? Welcome to the Fantrax Toolshed, a podcast covering all aspects of fantasy baseball to help you win all of your fantasy leagues. From dynasty to prospects to redraft, we got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Cross and Chris Clay. All right, fantasy baseball fanatics around the world, welcome to the Toolshed. This is episode 93 of the Fantrax Toolshed with Clegg and Cross, powered by Fantrax and FantraxHQ.com. I'm your host, Eric Cross. We have a special interview episode today, but first, let's bring in my 80-grid co-host, Mr. Chris Clay. Chris, what's going on, man? Oh, what's up, man? This was a uh, really fun talk. We pre-recorded this with Max and then come back for the the intro, for what it's worth. But uh, yeah, special talent, special kid, and... Very well spoken for a 17-year-old. I was so blown away. Like one of the best interviews that that I've ever done. So this kid may be a high school junior, but he's special in the field and he's a special human being. And this interview is is top of the line. And you'll want to listen because there's more than just, you know, question and answers. There's so much knowledge about the yep. game that he talks about. And I feel I found that I learned a lot myself just listening to him talk about the game. Like very advanced, just so knowledgeable. And man, I just found it so fun to chat with him. And, you know, you can just tell how passionate he was about the game, how much he knows about the game in general. So yes, this is a awesome interview. That's uh, really, really worth listening to. Max is a, a awesome, awesome guy and player. Yeah. And as I told him that too, uh, when we were kind of finishing the interview, that it was just very obvious how passionate he is about the game. It, it just, I mean, you can tell it, like whether it's, you know, something that you can tell in people's writing that how passionate they are and just bleeds through into their writing. It bled through into this conversation. Like Chris said, it was just, it's more than just ask a question. He gives an answer. It was just in-depth discussions and we had a lot of fun with it. A lot of knowledge, a lot of fun. Yeah. This was an absolutely great episode. Max is wise beyond his years and one hell of a talent as well. For those that aren't familiar with Max Clark, he is an outfield prospect in the 2023 draft class from the state of Indiana, small town of Franklin. He's been playing all over the country on you know tournaments and showcases and whatnot, and just has a ton of just a ton of raw talent and passion for the game. So he's one that you're going to see 
you know, if everything goes according to plan next, uh, what, 16 or whatever months until that 2023 draft, this is a name you're probably going to see very high on the 2023 draft. If he chooses to enter the draft, he is also uh, a Vanderbilt commit. And anybody that follows college baseball knows that Vanderbilt is the, the top of the top, you know, the, the crown jewel, so to speak, of the college baseball world. It's like Alabama and college football, UConn and women's college basketball, you know, Vanderbilt is that school that everyone wants to go to, like David Price, Dansby Swanson, J.J. Blade, like the list goes on and on. All the, you know, Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. And we have a nice little Kumar Rocker uh, story in this interview as well. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into the interview, uh, let's quickly go through our usual housekeeping here. You can find us on Twitter. Chris is at Roto Clegg. I'm at Eric Cross 04. Our show is at Fantrax Toolshed. And if you want to follow Max Clark on Twitter, he always posts some good videos of him in the cage and some game action and whatnot. He can be found at Max with two X's, Clark with two K's, and the number 42. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review. Check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Fantrax Toolshed for extra content from both Chris and I. And of course, check out all the other great written and audio work we have on the Fantrax HQ network, including our 2022 draft kit with a lot of good stuff in there. Before you go into your drafts this spring, or even if it's tomorrow, whenever your draft is, go check out our draft kit. We got rankings. We got some projections. We got sleepers and bus, prospect and dynasty work, strategy, anything you can need to dominate your draft. So go check that out. Uh, but let's go uh, take a quick break here. We'll come back on the other side with Max Clark for that great interview. So don't go anywhere. Want to create a breakthrough gene therapy or life-saving vaccine? Pioneer Aerospace Excellence? Take your hospitality tech brand international? Montgomery County, Maryland is where you can do all that and more. Use our ideal location next to D.C. Diverse world-class talent and our vast business resources to be the next company to make your mark and transform the world. Visit bnext.thinkmoco.com. That's bnext.thinkmoco.com to learn how we can help you create something remarkable. All right, now we welcome in Max Clark. He is an outfielder and left-handed pitcher in the state of Indiana, one of the top draft prospects for 2023. Max, thank you so much for taking some time here to talk with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. I'm I'm excited, you know. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, we're, we're excited to talk some talk some baseball with you. Some, you know, just get everyone get to, get to know you here. You'll be one of the uh hopefully one of the top names in next year's draft, so uh, we'll get right into it here. So for those of, that aren't familiar with Max Clark yet, how would you describe yourself as a baseball player? You know, honestly, man, uh, I like to play with a lot of flair. Um, some people think of it as a good thing. Some, some people think of it as a bad thing. But honestly, man, it's all just passion. Um, I'm probably the most passionate baseball player that you can think of. Uh, when I step on the field, you know, I have a reason for everything. Uh, like I get dressed the same way, a bunch of superstitions. I, I'm that type of kid. Um but you know, I like to play with a ton of flair. Uh, you know, I always got the I always get the drip on. Everybody already knows that. But uh, <laughs> when you when you're uh, when you're checking me out, it's it's gonna be a good one. Um, I love to just tear it up and have high energy, and you know, just just play play for fun. Um, people don't always like remember that remember that when they're playing. Um, they take it a little way too seriously, and that's when they get into trouble. But I just like to play relaxed, have a lot of fun, have a lot of flair, end up on a show for people. Yeah, no, I, I love to hear that because. 
you know, I think you see a lot of the the younger players in baseball nowadays, you know, play with that type of flair and that energy. And, you know, first thing I think of, and another guy like Bryce Harper, he always has that, that passion yeah. each and every game. So I love to see players that have that passion and definitely looks like you have that. So I, I think having flair is a great thing personally. Yeah. I mean, I think that confidence flows from that. I mean, passion breeds confidence and confidence is a huge part of the game that you know people don't talk about like the mental 100%. side of it because 100%, man. you can have the best sound swing. And if you're getting up in the, the box and not confident at all, then you're not going to be able to make contact at all. Yep. So the flares, yeah. the confidence that, that takes you a long way. And you look, and I feel like a lot of the top players in the game just play with that enthusiasm, that passion, the flair you talk about. So I love that. I love to hear that. So kind of building off of that, like, is there anybody that you model your game after in the big leagues? Like, is there anybody you like, you know, I don't know, even thinking of like his younger days, like batting stance, like who would you like, if there's one player like that you want to be like, who would that be? Honestly, right now, like as, as a 17 year old, um, I try and resemble everything off two players. Uh, uh, First off is Mookie Betts. He's kind of like my, my actual gameplay. That's who I. That's who I uh, work around for my actual gameplay. Um, I like his actions in the outfield. Everything is perfect. Uh, I try to mimic everything that I do in the outfield off of him. And then I also think we have relatively similar swings. So I like to watch a lot of his videos and kind of digest what he does and try and bring that into my own game. And then another person that I also look after for swings is uh, definitely Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper and I have almost the exact same lower half. Um, obviously he is a ton better than I am, but <laughs> I, I definitely have tried to mimic my lower half of his. He has that kind of like modern, that modern leg where the back leg comes forward. And a lot of people yep. have always like tried to change that for me, but it's just been kind of my thing that I learned from Bryce. I watched, watched uh, Bryce do that on a bunch of YouTube stuff. And then I tried to implement that. And honestly, I th- I've never felt more comfortable in a swing than that. And then the other side of it is Tim Anderson. Um, I copy every single bit of his flair and put that into my, my game. Um, I've never seen a dude play with more passion and for like for his city is one of his big things. Like he does everything for everybody else besides himself. He's always doing something for somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of like, that's, that's what I like to see. And that's what I like to bring to my game. Um, I just, I, I just, there's, there's more reasons to do what I do than just myself. Um, and that's big to me. So those, those three guys, definitely my, my guys. Yeah, and honestly, like watching watching you, I see a lot of Harper in the low, the lower half. Like that's you've got it down to a T. That's pretty good. Love to see that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, th- those are those are three pretty damn good players too. <laughs> Model yourself after. <laughs> yeah, Tim Anderson. He's one of my favorite players in baseball, man. Like that that guy. You can tell he just loves the game of baseball. It, it is it just shows 100%. each and every. Now, with you being from Indiana, are you a fan of one of the Chicago teams? I, I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. Uh, my okay. my hitting instructor is actually the scouting director for the White Sox. So uh, I've got I became more and more of a fan. You know, closer nice. and closer, I get to draft time. I'm like, yeah, man, I love the White Sox. Like, bring me on. <laughs> I'm all about that. That's but, awesome. Uh, no, I've been working with them for four, four or five years now, and he's completely, completely changed my game. He's the he's the best coach I've had from a mechanical standpoint and a mindset standpoint. Um, he brings things that just regular people don't know, and uh, like. He just brings that clubhouse vibe that nobody else in the world, especially Indiana has. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Great and that, 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 that's a fun team too. What, what a good young talent on that team with oh, yeah. Aloy, Aloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, it's Tim Anderson. It's, yeah. That's going to be a fun team. Imagine that adding you to that mix here. I'm sure you'd be, you'd be uh, fine going to the White Sox, huh? Yeah. I'd be ecstatic, my man. I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> they, uh, they're, they're core talent, man. They, they're going to be crazy in two or three years. 
The yes. White Sox and the Blue Jays, I got those two tearing it up here in two or well, three years. Yeah, Toronto, Vladdy and Bo and T. Oscar. Well, yeah, it's yeah, all the other all, all the other talent they got. Yeah, those are gonna be two two really good teams in the AL for a while now. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that, that that's like the dream, right? Obviously, I didn't make it past high school ball, but you know, when you're a little kid growing up, whether you're a fan of the White Sox, I'm a Red Sox fan. Chris is an Atlanta fan. Like, no matter who you grow up, like playing for your hometown team, like. That's going to be something like, you know, not many kids get to experience that because obviously you can get drafted by any of the 30 teams. But, yeah, that's definitely, you know, the goal. And you're playing in the backyard with your buddies and you're 10, 11, 12 years old playing Little League and all that stuff. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, you got to you gotta get a White Sox T-shirt on or a Cincinnati Reds T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like that that kind of inspires you when you're when you when you get older. It's like, wow, this is really becoming a reality. And that, that's kind of <laughs> what's been hitting me recently, honestly. Like everything that's is just like, just like hitting me. It's yeah. really funny because my very first year of Little League, I was a I was a White Sox. So <laughs> it, it it's all coming full circle. <laughs> yeah, that that's really neat, man. That's cool to hear, and it's it's awesome to see that that become a reality in the midst of mm-hmm. in the midst of everything. So it's really awesome 100%, for you. Hundred percent, I appreciate and, that. And that, that kind of leads in the next question I was going to ask you too. So now obviously we you've been we've been dealing with the COVID pandemic over the last couple of years, and I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine if that happened back when I was in high school, how that would have been like playing. So when you just take us through the last like year or two, you know, trying to play baseball through, you know, the, all the COVID stuff that's going on. Plus, you know, with you making a name for yourself and, you know, the Major League Baseball draft world, what has that been like with getting more eyes and you obviously more scouts at your games? So just take us through the last year or two for you uh, on the baseball field. Honestly, man, um, everything that happened with COVID is obviously a massive tragedy. Like it's it was a global, it was just a worldwide impact. Um, but I would not be the player that I am if COVID didn't happen. Uh, we, I have a core group of six guys that I've grown up playing with since I was five or six. And we have a facility that's 32,000 square feet. It's ridiculous. Like it, it is literally something that no other kid in Indiana has at the, at their fingertips. We would go in there every single day because obviously we didn't have school. So we'd go in there right. every single day from, I'm not kidding you, 10 a.m. We'd go eat lunch at two and we'd be in there till 10. Now, obviously, I mean, we're like, like half the time we're playing spike ball or something. You know what I mean? But like, there are six <laughs> to seven good, six to seven good hours of working out, lifting, mobility, getting live abs, playing simulated games. Like, we have all that technology. We have so many Rapsodos, Blast Motion, Kinetric vests, uh, hit tracks. Literally every single thing that you could imagine, we have we had in that building, and we wow. still have it. Like, I still utilize that to this day, but. Man, if that didn't happen, I, I don't know what would happen because, honestly, I became an entirely new player. I became an entirely new build. I put on, like, 40 pounds. And it was just like – it was like I was playing – it was almost like I was in a professional lifestyle because I we just wake up, go to the field every single day for 12 hours. You know what I mean? Like, it was nice. It was a good, like, okay, this is what it could really be here in two or three years if, if you continue this path. You know what I mean? Um, and then having, like, um, uh, my freshman year got cut. Obviously, nobody played. A few a few states did, but we didn't. We got cut. So we would have, like, uh, massive, massive, like, live AB hit track tournaments where kids from all over the state would be coming in. You know, you got kids from college coming in. You got kids, uh, like, pro guys that were cut because of spring training or whatever. they come in and train in there. So, you know, I was facing dudes like Jordan Minch. He's a double-A player, lefty pitcher. He's 97 for the Cubs. Uh, I faced him a couple times. And then we'd have kids coming in from, like, Moorhead State, Indiana, Indiana State, 
all these big schools, like massive dudes, like real, real dudes. And as a freshman, that experience was so big for me. Like that was awesome. Um, and then we started advancing into the summer and everything's like everything, travel ban, all that stuff. It, you know, it's crazy. Um, I was fortunate enough to get like two or three tournaments in, but just being able to train that entire summer and not really have to worry about the pressure of like performing and just rather performing my craft and bettering my craft. That was, that was, that was crazy. Like I've never had such a dramatic impact in the off season as I did from the last year and a half. And then we come back around last year, sophomore season, everybody's fired up. You know, this is the first time I've played in front of Franklin kids in six or seven years. Cause I left the Bulls when I was uh, 10 and um, you know, I come back and we have our core six guys that we all grew up playing with little league, uh, like community ball, community travel ball, stuff like that. And, you know, we're finally on the field together. Well, we, we've been working out the past 12 hours for the past year. You know what I mean? And our chemistry was so different. Like it was crazy. It was something that a lot of teams didn't have. We had a brotherhood that most high school teams you wouldn't expect have. And not only that, but these six kids are also all committed. And it's just like, we kind of saw all of our childhood dreams come together. And that really, really made an impact on how we played. It was awesome. It was the best Best time I've had playing baseball. High school ball has been crazy for me. It's been so fun. We've had a lot of success. We've won our first mid-state conference in God knows how many years, forever. But like that, just that entire year and a half where we did nothing but train, I couldn't ask for anything else. Like that a complete game changer. Yeah, I, I, I can kind of relate to that a little bit, obviously not on a different level. And it was over in a basketball. I played basketball as well. But yeah, we had, there was six or seven of us that played for like when we were, you know, just starting out learning how to dribble and, and, and shoot a yeah. basketball. We went all the way up through varsity, lost in the state finals our senior year, and we all graduated and the team went back down the next year once we all graduated. But, yeah, I can definitely – that is a very under underrated, undervalued aspect of the game is, you know, enjoying the, the guys you got around you and having that, that, you know, that camaraderie and that brotherhood. It's definitely a very – whether it's baseball, basketball, whatever sport it is, um, yeah, definitely – Definitely very underrated. So, yeah, I definitely can relate there. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and that's why we play. Honestly, that's probably the best part of, of sports is it brings people together. and it, Exactly. Yep. It nurses friendships that last forever. So, And that's really cool. I, I love hearing that story about, you know, the friendships first off, but also the fact that you just were able to train. And sometimes I think that's underrated is people think, well, like, I just need to play the game. Like, the more I play no, the game, yeah. the, be, the more, like, anything. Like, if I just do it, do it, do it, I'll be better. But – the, the training that goes behind it is so important. Like the work that you're Absolutely, putting in dude. reaps the results on the field. So I think that's really cool. And I think that's what a lot of people need to hear is like, you know, the, the work that you're doing behind the scenes is going to show the results when time comes. So, and I think yeah, that you spoke a lot of truth to that. So, and you, you've, you've proven that, that the, you put in the work and you're seeing the results were on the field. And I think that's, that's really awesome. So thanks for sharing that story. Um, when you get, let's look at your approach. When you get in the box, what do you like to like when you step in a box? Do you like look at scouting reports on pitcher? Do you watch these arms that you're facing before? Or when you get in the box, like is there a typical approach attacking in early counts? Or are you waiting on your pitch to hit? Like, what is the mindset like there when you get in the box? Honestly, man, I'm about as like I'm a junkie. Um, every single dude that I face, I know what he throws, the spin rate, all the analytics. Um, I'm super into that. I'll be looking at it two days before when we get our like pool play draw schedule or the championship pool, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm definitely a dude who reads every single inch of that PBR profile, that PG profile. Um, but from like an approach standpoint, once I know like who the guy is and I can like pick up on tendencies, 
it, it's honestly just a mindset type of thing for me. Um, I'm always an on-go hitter. Like I don't, I don't wait around. Um, I especially in high school, getting pitched around, I had th- like 30 walks and 120 abs. So I definitely learned how to hit early in counts and just hit anything that is hittable on a barrel. Swing the bat. Like that's that's one thing that I had to learn. And honestly, it translated over into summer ball, um, and it was just like a complete game changer. Um, honestly, being able to b- feel comfortable swinging at an OO curveball that's up in the zone and being able to blast that into a gap or hit it backside, you know, hit some up the middle or jump on that OO fastball that's, you know, maybe on the black, but you have enough barrel control, enough confidence to just drive that to the other side. You know what I mean? And then occasionally when they miss, you hit it 408 feet, backflip and try to round the bases. But yeah. I'm, I'm definitely uh, on go. I'm always dead red, anything. I don't, yeah. I don't wait around. Well, and I think that that probably factors into is like, and you watch it and, you know, I've watched a lot of t- talented prep guys like Brady House is one last year. I saw a couple of times and, mm-hmm. you know, high school pitchers aren't going to throw to him. So he he's no, one that I watched too. Like he's attacking early in the counts. And I think that's what you have to do because when you're an elite yeah. talent playing high school ball, you got to take what you're getting. So, you know, exactly. I think that factors a lot, but I, this kind of leads into another question that I had. You, you kind of mentioned it, but using analytics and technology is part of the game. You've mentioned that a lot. What what do you think is the most beneficial part of that for your game specifically? Honestly, I think that the biggest the biggest tools that I've been able to utilize have honestly been things like Rapsodo, just start, learning how the ball spins off my bat, um, things like that. A K vest has been like monumentally massive for me. Just seeing how my body works, seeing where like just the biomechanics of things, um, the small small details that you cannot see with a human eye that you need something to uh, like visually appear with a vest on and then go look at it on a computer screen and realize, okay, X degree doesn't work. You have to do it at something else. You know what I mean? Um, being able to like manufacture and micro manufacture my swing has been, has been huge. Cause I know there were times last year where, or uh, excuse me, the year before where I'd be getting way too big or I'd be, you know, just grounding out a bunch of times in a row. And you'd think it'd just be like a, Oh, I'm on top of the ball. But in reality, your swing plane or your swing, uh, like what, well, the way you're attacking the baseball is just not, it's not what's going to work. You know, you're going to hit it into the ground every single time, to, no matter what your timing is. Um, so being able to like get on a K vest and also see like a spray chart on hit tracks, like those things are huge. I'm also a big blast sensor guy. Um, I don't, I don't use it as like, as a, I'm going to swing it as hard as I can and see if my, you know, bat speed is up every single time I swing. Like I actually like to invest in kind of, uh, the on-plane efficiency, things like that. Um, I've, I've always been a guy like that. I'm always a dude who sets up the camera and makes everybody wait so that I can turn on the camera, video my 20 swings and get out of the cage. You know what I mean? That's just like, I like to analyze every little thing that I do. Cause I know that like, there's always something that needs to be worked on. Cause I mean, you can take 18 swings, 16, 16 of them are barrels, but those two that you missed, you want to know what you did wrong. And there's no way to do that without technology, especially at this point. Sure. Yeah. So I got to ask what, what is the highest exit velocity you've recorded off the bat? If you if you know off the top of your head, I got, I got a one hundred six four um, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's my best right now. It's pretty strong for a seventeen year old. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. I'm excited. It, it, I'm, the nice thing is, is is everything like my maxes are currently going up, but the thing that really really gets me going is my average velos are going up. So out of ten balls, I'm averaging ninety seven, which is I, I'm I'm more worried about the average and like the hard yeah. hit average. That's definitely cool. But also hitting balls one oh six occasionally is pretty dope. 
Yeah, no, and that's I've done a lot of research on exit velocities this this off season, and and max is max is a cool thing. Like it's like oh my gosh, like this dude out of yeah, max EV, but it's it's yeah. just a lot of noise at the end of the day. But I think average yeah. is, is so much better. So that's cool, man. I think that that's certainly big to hear that that your average is going up in the process too. Like it's going to be cool when you register 110 EV, but it's even cooler when you're seeing consistency in that. So yeah, hundred awesome. percent. When you're hitting a bunch of balls 104, I'd take the five over the one. I mean, hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. I, w- I wish we had that back when I was playing high school ball, though, <laughs> though it probably would obviously my, I wouldn't have been averaging 97. I'd probably be like 77, but um, it's, it's, it's great that they have. I, yeah. I said it would have been fun to have all this technology. Like I, I graduated high school in 2008. So this was, this all came after. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun to, to have all the, this technology at, at your fingertips now at every level. And it's not, not just majors, it's minors, it's college, high school, et cetera. So this definitely uh, definitely revolutionized baseball at the younger levels, that's for sure. Um, oh, so obviously, obviously, you know the goal is you know get to the majors, be a top draft pick, and obviously we don't want to get too far ahead. But you also uh, have a commitment to Vanderbilt University. What what led into you choosing Vanderbilt as your school to commit to? Uh, honestly, there were a lot of a lot of factors. Um, Vanderbilt had always been kind of my dream school, but it almost seemed unattainable at a time. I mean, every single kid that watches baseball obviously wants to go to Vanderbilt. That's that's the that's just yep. like the normal you know, the normality. It's it's um, but watching it become a reality was kind of the thing that was like, oh my god, like that that's wild. It, it was it was a really 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 cool feeling. Um, in eighth grade, I went to a camp, that, uh, like a prospect invite camp, and that and that was really like the turning point in my recruiting process with Vanderbilt, especially. Um, I absolutely bought out at this camp. I was doing some cool things that I'd never done personally. Like I, it was like, <laughs> it was a weekend of personal best. Like I can remember like the best memory I have of being on Vanderbilt's campus right now is Cor- coach Corbin was telling me BP. I had Kumar rocker behind me, Harrison Ray and uh, Rike was on a visit and I hit one MVP. And there's a, there's a hotel in right field. And it bounced off the concrete and nailed the uh, hotel. And all I hear is Kumar go, holy shit. <laughs> and that was the best, that was the best, the best moment of my Vanderbilt like experience <laughs> so far. Um, but uh, like on top of that, the culture is crazy. From the five minutes that I met Coach Corbin, we already had that insane connection. Like he'd already picked a nickname for me. He knew what my shoe size was. He knew how, how long my hair was. Like it was it was that type of connection. It, we were we were two peas in a pod. It was awesome. And then uh, Coach Baxter, I really like what he's doing with like hitting philosophy. He's obviously the hitting guy, um, and just like the way that he talks about hitting is something that I like because we're both analytical dudes. But we also know at the end of the day, just hit the baseball really hard up the middle. And that's like that's something that I like to be able to have a conversation with guys with. Like I'll hop on the phone with Coach Baxter and we'll talk for an hour. Um, it's awesome. But then on the other side of that, the campus life is amazing. I am a huge country music fan. So that is just like a plus one. And then I also come from a super academic family. Uh, my sister graduated from Duke and then went to Columbia. My brother was a, is a lawyer. He went to IU and Mauer. So like all of these things are just kind of piecing together. And at the end of the day, I mean, it is Vanderbilt number one team in the nation. Like that's just, at, at the end of the day, it was a no brainer. Um, now there were definitely other schools polling and they, they did get some feeling from me, but at the end of the day, I know I made the right choice. So I'm super happy. Like Vanderbilt is is the place to be, man. I'm I'm super excited. I'm super yeah. excited. They've always been like, yeah, like you said, the top of the top. Like the for college baseball, they're like you know 
the Alabama of college football, the the UConn for for women's college basketball. Like they're the yes. school, you know. You see all the players that have gone through there, from David Price to Dansby Swanson to Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, and the list yep. goes on. JJ Blade, like the list goes on and on. It's all the top on both sides of the ball, pitching and and offense that have gone through there. It's yeah, it's a phenomenal school. So. Yeah, you, you picked a good one. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and Nashville's <laughs> a good place too. Nashville's awesome. Yeah, I've never, I've never been to Nashville. I want. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a rock guy, so I'm not really into country. Though everyone, <laughs> okay. I have a lot of friends that are, but I, I want to go to Nashville. That's like on my bucket list. I, I just think that's just a cool. Like my uncle used to live there before he retired uh, about 10, 20, 10, 12 years ago. So it's always been the area that I've wanted to get to. So I don't know when I'll get to Man. it, but it, it's, it seems to be a really cool area. It's so fun. It, it, the Everything about the life is fun. You know, you get the strip, bunch of live music coming in all the time. You know, even like even the big stars like Morgan Wallen was down there when we were there. Like um, uh, Luke Bryan was in a bar just randomly singing, like literally picked up a <laughs> mic and just started singing. Like that's the stuff that, that happens in Nashville. I mean, it's like the, it's like the, the hick the hick Vegas. And I mean, like I've heard that saying so many times. Like, that's that's awesome. what all the. Uh, all the current guys there that call uh, or they go to play at Vanderbilt. Like I talk, I talked to a Christian little, he's always like, man, I'm about to head up to Hick Vegas today. And that means he's going to the strip. And like, we, we put that together. Like that's our slang for it now. It's so that's funny. funny. Yeah. It's a cool place, man. And I'm a country music fan too. So respect that. And then, yeah, that's really cool to see random guys, like the big country music guys out there. Yeah. Just chilling. It's crazy, like, man. It's so yeah. nice. Yeah, so that's awesome, man. Uh, Vanderbilt's a great place in the academics, like you mentioned. You get the best of the both worlds in baseball and academics. Back, back to baseball. Is there one specific pitcher that you that stands out as the best pitcher you faced at, at any point of your career so far? Like, who is the? It, it's funny you mentioned Kumar Rocker. Like, obviously, he didn't really pitch to you, but is yeah, there, who's the best pitcher that you faced? Honestly, during East Coast Pro, I faced two dudes that I, I just couldn't do anything. Like, I mean, they. Jack O'Connor, he's a Virginia Tech commit. Or excuse me, yeah, yeah, Virginia Tech. He's a Virginia Tech commit, and this day he was living like ninety three, ninety five, and this is my first time ever seeing anything of that. And then on top of that, he spun it at twenty five hundred. So like this is just this is this is unreal. You know, I, I don't know what to do. So I'm standing in the box, and you know, I foul off a couple pitches. I'm feeling like, okay, all right, all right, dude, breaks off the nastiest slider, dude. I like. It was so nasty that I couldn't even swing because I was too busy looking at it and being like, wow, that was a really good pitch. Yeah. So lucky enough, the catcher drops it in like in big terms like that. You know, the umpire's not even need to call if he drops it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit on that. Well, I sit on it, end up getting sorted, and then they put it on the big screen. And as I'm walking back to the dugout, I get to watch it again. And I swear to you, I swung the bat with my left hand let go of it, picked it up with my right and sorted. And I swung directly down. Like it was, it was <laughs> ridiculous. I, it, I got absolutely owned. Like it was so crazy, dude. And like, I couldn't do anything but laugh about it. Yeah. And like everybody in the dugout was dying when I got back in there. And it was just like, wow, I literally just got destroyed. Like I just got destroyed. Um, and then another one who's less crafty, but more of just like a go, go get you guy is uh, Andrew Dukanich. He's also from India. Um, he's 21st on the draft board right now. And I faced him a bunch. We always have really, really good competitions. Um, he's a dude who's like, he's on the mound and he's going to kill you. He's not that type of dude. Like that's the mentality. He, he has the mentality of Walker Bueller. It's awesome. He's literally Walker Bueller. And he, he's just so like, he throws everything really hard. If you know what I mean? Like it, like it looks 
hard because he his body moves really fast. And it's just hard to get on time with him. And then he also has one of the nastiest sliders that he also throws at 89 miles an hour, which is just dumb. Like, that makes no yes. sense. That's, that's, that's like Jacob deGrom territory, like, like <laughs> yeah. Shane Baugh's territory. Yeah. It's just it's silly. wild, man. It's wild. And it, like, it, <laughs> oh, my, I can't even. And, of course, we're doing, like, like fun live 80s and stuff. I face him a lot. Like, we, we face off a lot. Um, we're from the same area. And he uh, he started using spider attack one day as a joke, like just to, like mess around with it. Dude did not throw me a fastball all day. Threw me nine straight sliders, and it was just like, oh, oh this is done. <laughs> and then my my final guy would definitely be Chase Shores. Um, I faced him when I was on the FTB team. Uh, he threw me nine sliders, and I swung and missed nine times, and went over three with three kids a day. Mm-hmm. It, it was a sad day. Uh, it was <laughs> awful, but you know what? That's baseball. Um, those three are definitely yeah. those are crazy. Those are yeah. That, that's and, the and thing Shores, about me. Oh, go, go ahead. Sorry, Shores is a pretty big dude, right? He's like six, eight. Oh, dude. When he's on the mound, it literally looks like God is throwing the ball down at you. Like, <laughs> he's just like, oh, it's it's ridiculous. You, yeah. And on top of that, you can't see it because he tucks it away and then he just gets on top of it super, super high and just throws it straight down at you. So trying yeah. to hit a curveball, it literally starts above your head just because he's so tall. Right. And then it breaks 37 feet. And it's just like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, right. I don't know what to do. I can't get on plane with it. Yeah. I'm getting so much it. extension. And like, you know, yeah. the VLO it's, coming out of that too is just seems even more like he, he seems like he's throwing it even harder. Yeah. It's and it's the most effortless thing ever. It literally looks like he, he's not even trying. And you're like, okay, okay. That doesn't look that hard in warmups. Like, All right. I got some confidence. <laughs> you know, you step in the box and the dude, his stride length is literally like four inches. Like he does not stride at all. And he's 6'8", and then it's just bam, and it's like 96. And you're like, well, oh, I can't do anything. I'm just going to take my seat and uh, keep chairman teammates on. Let, let it be known we got one hit that day. Like that FB, FTB team that was loaded got one hit. So wow. he was having a good day. Having a yeah. really good day. That, that's, what, that's what I love about baseball. Like even the best hitters, you, you see even Juan Soto goes 0 for 4. Even Tatis and Acuna <laughs> and Vlad, they can all go 0 for 4 with 3Ks. That's what – that's why I love about baseball. That's why it's always been my favorite yeah, sport, man. whether I was playing it growing up or now just as a fan and, and it's a, a fan of the game. It's just the most difficult sport in the world trying to hit. Like you mentioned, like some of these pitches you've mentioned, you know, hitting 96, you know, 89 mile an hour sliders. It's it's very, very tough. So that's why the the high level of difficulty of baseball, I think what makes it great. And not, not, oh, not everybody can man. not everybody can do it. And to, to be good not at everybody's it built on top way. of that. Not everybody's both. Exactly. That, that, that's that's why I love it. That's why baseball has always been my been my sport here. Um, no, stepping away from the baseball for a quick second here. When you're not playing baseball, what are some what are some of your favorite things to do? Some of your favorite hobbies? What what would you, what do you like to do outside of baseball? I think the biggest thing that I've picked up recently um, in the last year or so, pretty much because of quarantine, uh, I've become a, I became an avid lifter. Um, like like not so much powerlifting. But I love to lift. Um, I'm known as I'm, like, I'm known as the meathead of the 2023 class, which is just like. <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's a running joke between all the guys. But um, I do some things in the weight room that kids that weigh 190 pounds probably shouldn't do, and I've just kind of found a passion with it. Um, I, it's definitely something that like I could get into if baseball didn't work out. Um, just like training and like all that stuff interests me. Um, that's that's another side of a story for later, but. That would be one of the things that I would consider doing if baseball didn't work out. Um, but honestly, man, that's like 
it's the best. It clears my mind. It like it, everything. Every any, anything, any problem on your mind, go lift some weights. You'll be fine. Like that's it's, it's awesome. Um, but I also love uh, like me and my friends will go out and like I, I'm small town Indiana. Let it be known. And we got three stoplights and a couple. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those. It's one of those towns. But uh, you know, we'll just go out and have a like have a good time with some friends. You know, sit in a basement and talk about like weather, or you know, sit around a campfire and have some fun. But like, it's just I, I do I do everything that like small town kids would do, and that's just that's just how I spend my time, man. Like, yeah. yeah, that's just that's what I love doing. Just kicking back with some friends, hanging out, lifting weights, fishing. That's about it. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a small town kid too. I live in a. I still live in my my hometown too. It's about six, seven thousand people. Like I think we got. How many stoplights do we have in town? One, two. It's either two or three. Yeah. So I, I definitely yeah. feel you there. <laughs> I'm close to a big city, but we're a small town as well. So I get you yeah, completely. You cool. Small town well, life, yeah, baby. The whole squad understands that one. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, oh, yeah. man. For sure. Well, let's wrap up with this, man. You've been an awesome interview, but do you have a favorite memory so far in your baseball career? Man. I'm sure there's a lot of good ones. Like you've had a, you've had a, okay. ex, like an excellent career so far, but just one that maybe stands out more than any. Honestly, this is from like, this is 12 U and it's still my best memory. Um, 12. So I went to Cooperstown twice cause I played up one year. So my second time when I was playing with like my actual fr- uh, friend group and that age group, man, I've never had more fun in my life than that weekend. It was my last tournament with them before I left and I like went on to like a bigger program with the Bulls and um, the memories that we made that week alone were probably the strongest memories that I will ever hold. Uh, We were the uh, farthest that a team has made it from Indiana since like 2015. Uh, We got all the way, we we lost, uh, we got fourth and lost to the team that won it all. Um, Man, it, it was great. Like it was a bunch of, small town everybody was from my town going up against kids like club all-star from california which is literally the entire socal and it was like we were going out there and beating teams by two three four runs which and our book that's winning by 57 so that was <laughs> awesome like that was the best best feeling i've ever had but another another good one would definitely be this past high school season um we had been anticipating getting back on the field together for six years and that first game, there were so many, so, so many chills from all of us. Um, and just kind of seeing our, our childhood dream of a team that we made up when we were six go out and all be committed and then all show out was crazy, man. Like, uh, that was – for, like, a recent memory, that one is unbeatable. But definitely Cooperstown in my first high school season. Um, I It was crazy. It was so fun. And especially bringing, we brought a lot of hype to a high school team that hadn't been great recently, as well as a smaller town who is outshadowed by a massive, massive public school that wins everything. Um, We brought so many new fans and just kind of seeing that kind of, and like knowing that our group was definitely the reason is a super, super cool feeling. That's That's awesome. That's so good to hear. You know, Max, we, we really appreciate your time. It, it's very apparent in talking with you that you are just an absolute fan of the game, that you just bleed, you know, baseball 24-7, 365. So that passion is definitely apparent with you. I'd love to see that. 
Uh, best of luck. We're going to be cheering for you here on, on this podcast. We're, we're both fans of yours. Um, so best of luck to you this upcoming season and you know, as you get closer to the draft and everything like that. So best of luck to you. And thanks so much for coming on and talking with us. This was, this was a lot of fun talking with you. Hey, I appreciate that, you guys. I mean, it was awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, this was a super fun talk. So if you do, y'all, everyone chop it up again. Definitely let me know. Yep. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. man. Take care. Yeah, take care, Take care. Max. Thank y'all. All right. That was Max Clark, one of the top draft prospects in the 2023 draft class. Man, Chris, that was – that was we've had some good interviews. Like we interviewed Robert Hassel. That was a great interview. Um, this was incredibly fun. Max – you you I, you wouldn't think Max is seventeen. No. When you when you talk with him, he is so well spoken, just an absolute fan of the games, a very smart baseball mind on top of all the skill that he has. That was that was a blast. That was probably the best interview that I've I've done. Not even kidding. A seventeen year old, he just knocked it out of the water. Personable, had the desire to be on here and chat with us, like and very open knowledgeable insightful like there's a lot of words to describe but it was a really good interview and i really enjoyed that as did i yeah hopefully we can get max back on you know further down the road um this, yeah that he was a great interview uh, but that's gonna wrap up this special interview bonus episode of the fan tracks tool shed we hope that all of you enjoyed that as much as we did you can follow us on twitter i'm at aircross 04 chris is at roto clegg and our show is at fan tracks tool shed and, of course, check out all of our written work over at Fantrex HQ, Fantasy Pros, or on our Patreon. And join us again next time for more fantasy baseball talk. But until then, everyone take care. Love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly.